You're listening to the Business and Life Conversations podcast with Angela Henderson, episode 48. Hey there, you're listening to the Business and Life Conversations podcast. My name is Angela Henderson, and on this show, we talk about improving your business, life, or both by having amazing and rich conversations with brilliant guests who will inspire you and who will give you tips and tricks to help you grow both in life and in business. Well, hey there, Angela Henderson here, and welcome back to another amazing episode of the Business and Life Conversations podcast. I'm your host, Angela from Angela Henderson Consulting, where I help women in business develop the foundational framework and strategy they need to grow sustainable and profitable businesses. Now, if I'm being 100% honest, I love all my guests that come onto my podcast because they each have their own individual awesomeness, they're amazing business owners, but I may have an extra soft spot for my guest today. I love her energy, I love her laughter, I love her honesty. I love her rawness. The amazing woman I'm talking about goes by the name of Lisa Cordiff. In this fun and jam-packed episode, Lisa is going to share with us her wealth of knowledge around the power of video marketing for small business owners through connection, community, and conversion. We're going to explore the benefits of video marketing for small business owners, what's holding business owners back from creating video, tips to break through this fear, and also ways to get started on live video today. We may have also thrown in there things like a little bit of mindset, a little few extra bonuses for you too. But before we get uh, started on this particular episode, I just want to let you know that this episode is sponsored by my four-day, three-night women in business retreat, where we focus on women having the chance to reconnect, focus, learn, and grow so that they can grow both in life and in business. This exclusive event is being held from October 24th through to October 27th down at the Gold Coast in Queensland, Australia, and it's an exclusive event with only 50 tickets being sold. From eight of Australia's top female entrepreneurs speaking, surrounding yourself with amazing people that will lift you up both at the conference and after conference, to daily masterminds, to getting individual help with your business, um, being able to sleep in, eat a meal uninterrupted by your kids, you're not going to want to miss this. To learn more about this event, head to uh, www.angelahenderson.com.au and you can purchase your ticket there. You can learn about it. And also we do have payment plans for those of you that are needing payment plans to help with cash flow. All right. That's enough about that. Let's jump into today's episode. All right. Welcome to the show, Lise. Thanks for having me. Yes. How's your day going down in Victoria? Well, it's a bit fresh here today, but I've had one of those sort of, you know, when you look at your calendar and you think today's a great day. This is really, really fun. And you just can't wait to get going. Uh, I do love, like, it's a kind of benefit, side side benefit of creating your own business and creating a job within that business that you actually enjoy. It's taken a long time to get there though. But I agree. Like today we're recording on a Monday and uh, it is like, I look at Mondays and actually I feel it's the day I can breathe again. And I know that might sound horrible <laughs> to some people out there, but oh. I'm, I, you know, and I say this openly to a lot of people, but I'm a much better mom three and four days a week than I am seven days a week, just because I know my energy levels. I know how much I can give. I know with my ADHD in my brain that like Monday, I'm like, yes, yeah, sweet man. I'm back to my own thoughts for a few days and I'm a much better engaged mom when the kids come home from school. What are, what do you think about that? Yes. I get, I still have a daughter who is at kinder. Yep. So I have three days a week, um, 18 hours yep. work. 
I love them so much. And while I'm all the feels about her going to school next year and, you know, after nine years of, of having kids at home, I'm also I'm, I'm, I'm pretty pumped. Yeah, it's like I love I love working. I love this time and space and being at home with no one else talking except for me. I talk a lot, but yeah. And your youngest one, I think she's a bit of a chatterbox too, isn't she? She does not stop talking. Like the whole yeah. Tuesdays and Thursdays, I basically am playing, um, you know, pretend games. <laughs> play. She's like, Mum, pretend pretend you're a dog who has one sore leg and you quack. I'm like, yeah. oh, all right, okay, can we just like, okay, you do that, I'll hang out the washing. Yeah. <laughs> That's more fun than playing imaginative play. Oh, I'm so bad. I know, dude, I'm like, yeah, that was the one that got me. Like I can colour, I can do some few yes. arts and crafts, but the whole like Barbie scenario or like the Lego scenario, yeah, I'm not so much really good at that. I, I would say epically fail at that particular one. So yes, no good. Now listen, I was having a giggle as I always do because I know I was just on your podcast and I always laugh about when we initially first met and that was at Elise's What's On For conference and we had known each other for a while but we had never met met and uh, I just remember you were speaking and I always get a bit of a laugh and I knew that's how we would be, do you know what I mean, potentially sisters from another mother that um, when you're like, you were up on stage and first of all you said like fuck and I was like, yep, I like her <laughs> and then you said something about, yeah, these big hairy ass monkey goals or monkey balls, I can't remember exactly but I was like oh my god yes I double like her she's super fun and then at that moment when I was sitting there listening to your presentation that day that I was like yep yeah, we're gonna be friends we are friends for life now because she said fuck and big ass monkey balls or something so yeah so I always have a bit of a giggle about how our friendship started I think it was straight after that you just came up and you're like we've never actually met in real life I'm Ange and I and you're like yeah and you're like, like and you're like we finally met we're like, it's gone. The day has gone. And I think you had to fly out right after that. So we only had like a few minutes to connect and yeah. we then caught up after. But yeah, no. So I'm always, you know, I love meeting new people who again, share similar things. Not saying that I don't like you if you don't swear. Um, but it was just one of those common things that sometimes it does come out of my mouth and you said it on stage, which is even cooler because I do that too. And I was like, yes. I we're did in. apologize. Um, <laughs> yes. But well, again, because sometimes I, I just, yeah, can misjudge a crowd. Look, yeah. Well, you had me, I was like fist pumping in the background. So yes. And speaking of, you know, crowds, you potentially, that could happen again. I know you're joining me for my four day, three night women in business retreat in October, where you're going to be speaking about all levels of awesome. So, you know, who knows what will happen when we get you on that stage. I'll keep it clean, Ange. You'll keep it clean. Okay. All right. Well, and well, yeah, and you don't know what's happening at the farewell party either. <laughs> you know, I won't hold you to that least. But yes, now, but today though, instead of retreats and big monkey ass balls, we are going to be talking about video. Yeah. But before we talk into video, one of the things that I want to ask you, because I do this with every person that comes on to the podcast, is I want to know a fun fact about you. And my fun fact about you is I want to know what is your favorite piece of clothing. And the other thing I want to just you to have uh, to share with the audience is, you know, a little bit more about Lise, where you're from, what are you up to these days and things like that. Oh yeah, my favorite piece of clothing. You know, it's funny you ask this because I lived in Brisbane for five years mm-hmm. and, and Sydney for five years before that, but I'm a Melbourne girl and I've been back in Melbourne. This is now my second winter. Mm-hmm. And so being back and last winter, I just, I didn't really buy all that much, just kind of 
a few things. I basically just wore a long puffer jacket every time I left the house and that was kind of it. Yep. And whereas whereas this year I'm I'm loving all of my winter stuff. Okay. I bought this big fluffy yellow woolly jumper which I feel has slight a slight duck vibe. Um, <laughs> like I'm kind of walking around in it feeling all like my kids hug me in it and all that sort of stuff. And I got I actually posted about this on Insta cuz three people before midday like I, the woman at the coffee shop, my son's soccer, were just like, that is a great jumper. And you know what went through my mind was, why are they saying that? Oh, my God, this looks really awful. <laughs> and now and now this is awkward because now three people have said it. They must feel sorry for me because this looks so bad. <laughs> when in fact they were saying that it looked really nice, but I just wasn't hearing that because I made up all these stories in my yep. head about the fact that I really don't know how to dress myself, which... No, it's not my favourite thing to do to shop. So I bought this jumper, this beautiful fluffy yellow jumper, bought it, didn't even try it on, suddenly wearing it. All these people are commenting. I felt really awkward, but now it's my new favourite thing because, like, who doesn't love a fluffy yellow jumper? Well, yeah, seriously, yellow, sunshine, ray of sunshine, happiness. But tell me, I'd love to know a little bit more about what was the story that you were telling yourself? Because again, you and I are you more than me, but again, mindset is a big thing in our business. Mm. Um, You again, I think are much more, do you know what I mean? Top level on that than I am. And that's why I love, do you know what I mean? Hearing you, you know, and reading your Instagram posts about that. But tell me, what was the story? Why was the story going through your mind that the yellow jumper that you weren't actually hearing the praise, but you you were turning it into a negative? Well, what our our brains, you know, are tricking us all the time. And we all have these subconscious beliefs that basically rule our lives. And until we actually shine a light on them, they rule the roost. Like, you know, you think about business. It's like, uh, I, I am so scared of looking like a douche. I, I hate my voice. And so because people hate their voice, they never show up on video and connect with the people who need to hear from them. Mm-hmm. And so these these stories that we literally, someone might have said something to you when you were a kid like, wow, you've got a really high-pitched voice, and that one thing becomes the internal story that you've got going on that you, you don't even realise is limiting you in, in huge ways, and it's probably not even true. Yep. So, my stories were yellow looks gross on me, uh, uh, you know, I'm fair, so, like, this is a colour I sh- probably shouldn't be wearing. Yep. Um, I don't know how to dress myself. Yep. I've always been a really, like, just not particularly great with fashion. Mm-hmm. That's a you know, story I've told myself. Uh, and um, when people give you compliments, you know, sometimes, you know, they're just feeling awkward and need, something comes out of their mouth and so it's you know, and like all of this stuff, all this internally, I literally didn't even entertain the thought that I actually looked nice in this jumper Yep. for all of these bullshit stories. And yep. then when you actually start to notice your own bullshit yep. and you're like, oh, hang on a minute. what's actually going on here is people are actually being really kind to me. Mm-hmm. I could actually be open and receptive to that and take it Mm-hmm. And my whole vibration would change instead of feeling like, oh, like, because what our beliefs want is constantly, like, we seek out proof that these subconscious beliefs are right. Yeah, exactly right. Yep. So we're, we're constantly just seeking validation for our own bullshit. 
and and we we'll find it even if it's not the words (laughs) (laughs) even if they're saying you look beautiful in the yellow duck sweater lease yeah right or even if you get um like say but you know it could even be something like you post something on on instagram and no one comments Mm-hmm. right sometimes posts are really reflective and people can be reading it and go you know wow like I hardly ever comment on other people's Instagram posts I know that's not really what you should do but <laughs> I just I just don't really comment and um and and then we just take that to mean see like see, why should don't... I show why should I show up no one cares anyway this is boring content I'm on the wrong track blah, 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 because we're just seeking validation for our own bullshit beliefs. Mm-hmm. You know, I got a comment the other day on Instagram from this woman who said, um, thank you for sharing this. You're an amazing mentor. I've got no idea who this woman is. I think yeah. it might be the first time she's ever commented on anything that I've written. And yet she's been there and watching. And yet we question yeah. because we're like, oh, it's not hitting the mark. See, see, I'm not. Oh, look, I don't know how to dress myself. See, all these people are commenting. Oh, but they're not actually saying what I think they're saying. Hang on a minute. Notice your bullshit and shift your story. And again, we've got choices. I say it all the time. You know, we can either keep, you know, going on the story or again, at the end of the day, we can rechange our story at any given time. And I think it's one of the most powerful things that you can do Mm -hmm. is to is to stop those thoughts in their tracks. Mm-hmm. And it's one of the things like, I know I posted the other day in my Facebook group, the Australian Business Collaborative. I swear we are getting to video people. And um, this would happen <laughs> Lisa and I, when we get together sometimes. And Lisa was making fun of me because I had notes. This is exactly why I have notes, Lisa, when I'm okay. doing podcasts. Right. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I was talking about, you know, fixed mindset versus growth mindset, you know, and you know, I did, it ruffled a few feathers, right? But it's like, I can either, either talk about it and own what I do, I mean, believe around fixed mindset and growth mindset, or I can just do what everyone else wants me to do. So you're always going to have people that love you or hate you. But at the end of the day, you got to speak your own truth, speak your own story. So uh, yeah, I'm glad that you were able to sit in your story there, Lise. Well, it's good. Like I, I did a post the other day and I just said, like, I'm not here for my bullshit. Mm-hmm. I'm here for growth. Mm-hmm. I'm here for the lessons. I'm here to move forward. I'm not here to just sit in my own and churn away in my own bullshit stories. And that's who I am. And then we get to our grave or on our deathbed and then we start questioning, why didn't we do this or why didn't we do this? You yeah, know, I it's, uh, we, I don't want that. I don't think you want that. Nope. So tell us, all right, so you can see Lisa okay. loves a little bit of mindset. I uh, love a bit of mindset. Yeah, yes. we could keep, this probably we could just go and you would forget that I even was brought her on for video, but we won't. But tell us a little bit more about Lisa. Uh, we know yes. that you're a mindset lover. Uh, tell us a little bit more about you and where you're at in business right now. Right. Yeah. So my business is at an interesting point. I, I started off with a, a Whole Foods blog back in 20, the end of 2012, actually, I think I posted my very first recipe. <laughs> I just had my second child. So uh, I had two kids pretty much under two and, uh, and we just moved to Brisbane. So I had no friends, no life. It's just my kids. Me and the kids, yeah. I was like, you cliche, let's start a blog because that's 
That's what an extrovert does. Yep. (laughs) Talk to someone and she's got no one to talk to. So I just started sharing recipes online. And in 2013, I did B-School. A friend that I'd met here in Brisbane was like, we should do this. And I was like, what is this? Okay, I'll go and ask my husband if we could spend two over 2000 of our dollars on this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Luckily enough, very great guy. I'm like, you know, I just, I think I need to do this. It's like, sure. You know, it wasn't so much. I was asking permission. I was just like, I think this is where we should put some coin. And he's like, sure, do it. And uh, so he did that, but then procrastinated for about 18 months before I actually created anything to sell. But during that time I was building community. I was, I was showing up every day on Facebook. I was um, sharing recipes. I was working out what I was actually saying that was different to everybody else. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I could only really work that out by showing up, right? Mm-hmm. So then at the end of 2014, I had three children, three and under, and I launched a 21-day Whole Foods Challenge. And there was no Facebook ads. I mean, that was back in the glory days of... <laughs> And, um, and I ended up on the back of that, creating an eight week program and had a 35 grand launch. Boom. It was, yeah. it was at that stage that I was like, Oh, this might be a thing. And so set off on my online business journey and it's taken lots of twists and turns. I launched that eight week program eight times. I created a membership. I've created multiple programs some evergreen stuff, you know, Lots of ebooks, um, podcasts, TV series, online TV series. And then what started to happen was I think lots of other mums were watching me do this and they're like, hey, how are you doing this then, Lisa? And, and people wanted to ask me about business, online business. So I taught the thing that was the thing I was most passionate about first up and that is video marketing. And then, but then I started to do some coaching, group coaching, and even some one-on-one stuff. I'm like, oh my God, I actually know stuff here. (laughs) I had always invested in my own growth and my own learning. I invested in masterminds before I felt like I was ready for that stuff and put myself in rooms with people, you know, I was with, with extraordinary people who just, you know, being around them was rising me. And now I run the Breakthrough Mastermind because I feel like there was nothing in Australia for me at that at the level of business where I can help other women now. And, uh, you know, there's really savvy women out there who've got big impact to make. And the Mastermind is now like, you know, the funnest thing. And so just has kept growing and growing and growing. Like I've just kept following my nose. And right now I can really see that I can keep helping people with food. I could even, I can keep helping people with business. But what I've realized myself is that pretty much everything comes down to mindset. And if, if I can actually help people recognize how powerful they are in their own lives, that they are literally creating their lives with every choice they make or don't make and not making a choice is a choice in itself. And if they can start to recognize the bullshit stories that they've got going on in their head, then I can help them in all areas of their life. And I've got plans for you know, an online TV show and, you know, sort of big live events. I think a lot more in-person stuff um, is what I want to create. So, uh, yeah, that was probably, that took way too long. 
But yay, but no, we get to know you. And through that though, whether or not wherever you're going, video is still going to play a big part of you know, your overall strategy because you, I mean, you have always loved camera. And I guess, you know, like you said, you've been using it now for years and years and years. But why did you choose video? Do you know what I mean? And even <laughs> going forward now, what is it about video that you're like, yep, this is the platform or this is what's got me there? A video, like whenever people ask me, about you know my success I I pretty much always say video back in the day when before there was even Facebook live or anything like that I was just uploading short little 30 second two minute clips onto Facebook that Facebook is really where I where I built my audience and uh it meant that like number one I didn't have time I had three really little children, like a baby with me all the time. And the other two kids ended up in, you know, family daycare two days a week. And so I I had two days kind of, you know, dealing with the baby as well. And it was going to take me a lot longer to write out a really polished blog post than it would be to just upload a really quick video of me making homemade gravy so everyone else can do it. Like I don't want to sit there writing it all out. I, I think most online business people have a severe um, issue with time and especially in the early stages when we're relying on ourselves to get a lot of stuff done, we need to be visible, we need to be creating content and video is like the fastest way to do it in my opinion. But here's the thing that it does as well is that when when I ended up launching small steps to whole foods, or even now, you know, going to be anytime we want to launch anything, anytime we ask people to invest with us, they need to have moved through that no like and trust phase. But I'm sorry, like what a lot of what we do is quite intangible mm-hmm. online and, and people are rightly suspect of just handing over money to people <laughs> yes. when they're like, is this even like, like how many times have you clicked on a pair of shoes on Instagram? Um, cause you've seen something come up and going, Oh, I should quite like that. And then you go, hang on, I'm just going to go and Google them to mm-hmm. see if they're like a legit business. <laughs> these people. Yes. Yeah. And it's the same for, for online programs and services. People are going to go and check out your profile on Facebook or Instagram. They're going to go searching for you. And if they see a real person, if they actually, if there's videos sitting there waiting for them, you know, they can actually see and, and hear you and get a vibe from you, then they will move through. But it means that they, they've known you. Like, so the no thing, like people have to know you exist in order to buy from you, but yep. then they kind of have to vibe with you. They've got to like you. And a really quick way to find your tribe is to actually show up as yourself mm-hmm. in the most authentic way you can. Even amen, although, amen. Yep. Because then, like, I mean, I don't want to, to attract people into my programs and stuff who who we're not a match. So the more I can be myself, the more I'll attract the right people. But then they also have to trust you, mm-hmm. and I think that trust can be built in so many ways. I mean, I think consistency is a really good way to build trust, but so is visibility and being open, like live video, and that that feedback loop that's created, you literally asking them questions, you literally being right there when they're posting comments and being able to respond back to them. I mean, that's putting you in a vulnerable position 
and it builds trust really fast. So on top of the trust that builds that credibility and the authority within your market too, right? That well, who do you know with hugely successful online businesses who doesn't use video? Yeah, pretty much not anybody. Right, not anybody. You need to be showing up in some capacity, even if it's just freaking Insta stories. I don't care. Um, But you need to be giving people that. The thing, the other thing is, um, like I I do love video because it is favoured in the algorithms. Like if we're going to get specific, yes, uh, yeah. The creating live video, like Facebook, want to be the TV in your pocket. They encourage and reward you going live and creating relevant social, interactive and interesting conversation really it's it's conversation and they were like your facebook ads get cheaper the more relevant you are you know the higher your relevancy scores and and nothing does that better than nothing does that better than live video instagram is doing the same thing they're investing big money into in um, igtv and instagram live like you get bumped up in in people's feeds if you're playing along with their game. So, and most of us want to be in people's feeds. So that would be another thing. Uh, And I think like one of the other reasons why video is so good is because I think, you know, most of us come to, to our online business knowing more than other people about something or other. Mm -hmm. But sometimes what happens is, and I see this all the time, I don't know if you do too, people can get so attached to their, or they know so much about what they do. They forget how to talk to people where they're at. Like marketing, you, you can be as good as you want, but if you don't know how to market to people and meet your market where they're at in a conversational tone, you're basically not going to have a business. You need to give a shit about marketing. Like it, it matters. And, and so for me, I'm always using video as kind of like marketing gold mining. Like I'm just digging for little bits and pieces. I'm asking people questions and I want them to write back responses in their own words so then I can use them in my marketing. I can know exactly where they're at at a particular moment. And that stuff is just gold for for when you're marketing and and when you are like people are more inclined to share with you when you're showing up for them and again i think that's also your unique point of difference too in a space and i say this all the time around everything's automated everything's automated and i see it like i just think i was speaking with zach as you know for our podcast earlier and one of the things we talked about is there's so many online people who it's like a seagull analogy that I use is they come in there and they shit in their Facebook groups or they shit on their Facebook page or whatever, only come launch time. They come in shit, and then they're gone again. Right. But I know for you though, and I think we're similar with this is that you really believe again, again, the benefits of video marketing for small business owners is around that connection, the community. And when you've got connection and community, it naturally will equal conversion. It doesn't mean that it's going to be a a conversion for everyone, but a conversion could also be like, in my instance, a lot of people will tag me in a variety of other groups. Oh, I need a business coach, Angela Henderson, Angela Henderson, Angela Henderson. But these people have never even bought from me. Like legit. I'm like, who are these people? (laughs) Like what you said about the lady on your Instagram and you're like, who are you? But they've been in the background. They've still been present when I've shown up and they know, like, and trust me. Now they haven't bought, like I said, but they're prepared to at least, do you know what I mean, convert in the, uh, the converse, uh, the conversion, I guess, is that they're happy to tag me, right? Yeah. That they feel yeah. confident. 
We, we, I was just, I ran a, I do a, a monthly call in my keeping video real group. This, and we had one this morning and one of the, um, one of the people in there was like, Lisa, you know, I don't know how you've done it, but basically anything you put out, I am like wanting to buy it. Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't even care what it is. And, and I said, well, you know what? Uh, there's, I think that there's a lot of reasons why that happens. And I think everyone who's listening to this podcast should recognize that they probably have people like that in their community. Yes. Yep. 100% the favorites, you know, be someone's favorite. All right, Lisa. So tell me a little bit more. I know you had a coaching call earlier today with one of your, you know, with your video program. Again, what's the name of your course again? Keeping video real. Keeping video real. And you had a call today and you were talking about how one of your clients had said to you, like, Lisa, when I, whenever you put anything out, I'm, I'm happy to buy. Why do you think that is? Okay. So I said to her, you, there's a few reasons why that would be the case. But, you know, I said that I, I really think everyone who's listening to this podcast and everyone who's showing up, everyone who has an online business, you are literally leaving money on the table by not putting out offers for people to work with you in one capacity or another, or the people who've worked with you before to give them a chance to work with you again, because those people exist for everyone. Mm -hmm. I told Christy, I'm like, you people are waiting for you too. People want everything you do as well. So just notice that it's, you know, um, it's not Lisa caught up specific. It is the case if you're creating good content. But I said, it's because it's because you feel like you know me. Because I do bring myself to my business. There's no like facade here. <laughs> and I think people um, want relatability. They want trust. They want to believe you. And if there's too many barriers up, you know, I heard this thing about the fact we've kind of exited the age of celebrity and we've entered the age of the citizen mm -hmm. and people are responding to people. It's why I say, you know, with your video, don't make it perfect. Don't be all done up. Don't be like, actually people don't give a shit. They actually want to see the real you. They will trust the real you. Um, but the other thing is that I said that I think is important when you were saying all the C words was also consistency. And this is where like, I said to them in this call, you know, one of the best pieces of advice that I got was to show up, like make a commitment once a week to get in contact with your email list. And this worked for me, doesn't necessarily have to, like there's different types of consistency that you can create. But I send out an, I send out an email every week. I write that email it connects me to my people. <laughs> I show up on socials, you know, it might not be every single day, but it would be rare that I would go longer than maybe three days. Mm -hmm. I also still write all my social posts. Um, because for me, that conversation and the interaction that I get with my people is really important to me. But I said, you, it's because I've taken you along on the journey with me. And, uh, and I've been in conversation with you and I've been consistent about that, that I somehow look like a leader in this space when really I've just kept going and you just, you trust me because you know, this is real for me. I am here for you. My job is you and your growth. So I, I think there's something in that too, in the consistency piece. 
I agree. Yeah. So heartily on that one. I think consistency again, and I think you also start to train your audience. First of all, I guess if I go back, you are always going to be someone's favorite, no matter where you are in business, but you become someone's favorite by continuing to build the connection, building the community and having consistency. If you didn't, if you weren't consistent, then how are you going to build a really strong connection? If you're not consistent, how are you not going to build a real, you're not going to build a really strong community because you can have 50,000 people in a Facebook group and technically you've got a group, but it doesn't mean you have a community because you're not continuing showing up. So I think again, and I think people are longing, as you talked about earlier, people are longing for the citizenship, right? They're wanting a place of belonging. They're wanting to know that people get them. They're wanting to know that they can feel safe within an environment. And that when those people who are showing up and do that in an imperfect way, yet still consistent, um, it allows other people, I think, for opportunity for growth. And you know what, this would be one of the biggest fears that I think holds people back from, from showing up on video is this, is judgment and just being so worried about doing it imperfectly or making a mistake or just someone thinking they're a douche. Mm -hmm. And, and I always say to people, you know, I say to all the time, like, what is, what is more important to you growing your business or worrying about what some tool on the internet thinks like you are not going to have the impact you want and help the people that you need to help unless you start showing up for it and so you know for you and me it's still really scary to show up sometimes and to be vulnerable but the people who are able to lean into that take a big deep breath and just go for it are the ones who will prevail and any niche anyone help like in this online space like I've seen it in my keeping video real group it attracts so many different types of business businesses every single one of them gets traction when they share a bit of themselves Mm -hmm. because people buy people buy from people and people and I know it sounds very cliche but it is you know like uh you saw the other day when I uh a uh, person that I'd seen at a, an event had sent me a Nutella hoodie, right? Like <laughs> the thing is like absolute gold, right? But it's like, again, when people like people know me for, I love freaking Nutella, I eat the shit by the Jimmy you know, gallons, you know, but the thing is, is when like, if I just go in there talking about business all the time, then yes, they will still, there'll be some people will connect with me, but it's not at a different level. It's not at that personal level. And that's where I think, again, there's a lot of big gurus. I won't name names out there that yes, they've got a huge amount of numbers, but again, I would also question their conversions. And I've seen that with a few you mean, big gurus at the moment is they've got these massive lists. But when it comes to launching something, they actually don't convert as well as people with smaller lists and smaller community because they're only treating people like numbers and not treating people like humans. Yes. You know, I say to people, we, we were having this conversation this morning as well because someone was sort of saying, what do you do um, like with an opt-in? Like what happens if you've if you've created this opt-in, so a few people are really at the beginning stages of their businesses, and understanding these fundamental things, and like for me, the whole the whole social media and email list stuff, it's like you like you walk into a bar. And yes, I think we yes we talk about this. It's like jumping in, like, hey, do you want to have sex with me? And you don't even know me. 
Right. Like it starts with a wink. It starts with just catching their eye and that might just be them liking your Facebook page or seeing a post or something. And then they might want to buy you a drink or something. And you're like, okay, you've just commented on my post. Like this is getting real. And then you might have a dance and that might be them joining your Facebook group or something like that. You know, they've taken the next step, but really a home run is them coming home with you and that is the equivalent of getting an, onto their emails mm-hmm. and it is not like it is a privilege for someone to ju- for someone to give you their email address you are in their personal space now you get access to that inbox you respect that inbox mm-hmm. you make sure that you are giving them value and you make sure that uh you know you don't leave them to wonder what happened to you after that fabulous night like you introduce yourself get to know them show them around your house you know hey this is my favorite painting like that might be a podcast episode you know there's so many cool ways that we can really change how we think about what can sometimes seem quite clinical in this online space they are real people that you are getting to communicate with and it's a privilege yep and so if you think about the benefits obviously the connection the community the conversion but again showing up consistently again yes. i can't i can't emphasize enough consistent we too we release a new podcast every week release a blog post and then we also do a newsletter every week and it's one of those things that again i think your audience you also train them and you train them that that's like hey thursday and his emails coming out or hey the podcast is getting released on a wednesday or whatever that looks like and again it's like is if you can help train them to build that do you mean trust in that connection mm. you mean people are going to stick around but you can't just again that's a whole other conversation just don't throw shit out just to throw shit out like you need to do it meaningful do you know I mean I'd rather people send one quality email a month than five pieces of shit every single month because it's like it could actually have the counterintuitive on on what you're wanting to achieve they stop opening yeah Yeah, exactly so those are the obviously the benefits again like you're getting on potentially by you know doing video marketing for small business you're then getting onto the email you're getting higher sales but is video right for all businesses? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Tell well, me more. I, I don't really, well, there was a woman today who said, I've been an executive leadership coach for 20 years and I've also just started a side business as an Arbon consultant. What do you think about video suitability for both of these businesses? And I was like, perfect. Um, number one, if you are talking to anyone in that executive space and career space, creating videos and putting them on LinkedIn. Amazing. Like, like you are, you, you basically like your business could potentially skyrocket if you just start doing that one thing. Mm-hmm. And then in terms of Arbonne or anyone in that network marketing space, you, there's a lot of people selling your thing. So the reason why people will come and buy from you is because they like you. So show up, show them the products. Like remember that, you know, those different levels of of market sophistication, there's always going to be people who've got no idea what Arbonne is. Talk to them, create some content for them. The people who are hardcore buyers, they need to know when there's specials or when there's this is changing or that's changing. And a really great way for you to build your own tribe is to literally like show up for them, be in conversation with them. Um, create content where they don't want to look for anyone at anyone else for their Arbon stuff. They just love you and the way that you approach it. Like, you know, you couldn't have 
they're quite different niches right there. But for me, like, I mean, we have farmers in Keeping Video Real, you know, people who um, and make wine. We have people selling music programs to kids, all sorts of things. Like, uh, it, it's, it suits everyone because if you're online and your business does not have any kind of, like if there's no way for people to access and see you, that you are a real person, then you are going to struggle. You're going to really struggle. And you're also competing with so many other blogs, for example, and even though SEO has its nature and all that, the thing is, is you're competing. But again, video allows, in my opinion, for you to stand out amongst the crowd. Right. And, and as you said before, a lot of us are asking people to trust us with their time or with their money. Uh, and if we have been able to show up for them, be, be ourselves and put ourselves out there on the line, then they're probably going to be more likely to, to trust us with those precious resources of theirs. Yep, exactly right. And because again, and they're going to want to embrace it for better them. Now, have you ever found hand on heart anyone, any business that where video hasn't worked? And has it been not so much because of the niche or the person executing it or combination? Okay, this is a really, really, really good point. And this is something that I drill home to everyone about video. Not many people, apart from millennials, have have left the womb good at video right? Our generation, I'm turning 40 this year. Mm -hmm. Welcome to the 40 years. Right. So our generation aren't like, we didn't grow up with videos in our faces and our parents taking photos of us 1300 times a day. (laughs) We don't, this is not, this doesn't come naturally to us. And I think a lot of people expect themselves to show up feeling really natural, like the way it must look for other people. But I always get a little bit sweaty, sweaty palms. Yeah. 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 You do. Yeah. We all, we all do. We all have our ways of moving ourselves through that because most of us who've started doing it can see the benefits of doing it. But, um, but what I say is that you have to give yourself permission to suck at this for a little while (laughs) and just suck and then keep going because it is unfortunately just one of those things that you have to practice. Mm-hmm. You have to practice video. It's not going to feel natural to look at a little lens and talk to it as though it's a human being. Yes. It does start to happen. You know, I see it and it can happen quite quickly if you choose to really have a go at it. So, yes, yeah, some people are awkward as fuck on on videos and it's hard to watch them in the beginning. But if they didn't do those first awkward ones, especially when they were just kind of getting started with their business, like that's the best time to suck yep. is when there's not that many people watching. <laughs> you did exactly. Also, pre- like video marketing is not going anywhere. It's only going to become more important for everyone to stay seen and to stay relevant and to be seen as a leader in your particular niche. So the time to suck is now yeah. for everyone and just start to move through your resistance. Like as my friend Carly says, move faster than your self doubt, just press live, like have a crack on Insta stories. For example, if you've got an Instagram account, that's a perfect way to just like have a little go at video, but then commit to going live on your page or inside your group, just make a commitment. Even although you're scared, tell them you're going to be live and just 
then like have three points written out, like don't script anything. Scripting's weird, but some people do need to be prepared. I know a lot of people in Keeping Video Real will write out what they're going to say at the start and, and at the end. Yep. And then I'd, I encourage some dot points to just stay on point, to stay relevant, just know exactly what, what it is you're going to say, but don't read it out. And then just press the damn button just and do it. do it. You can always delete it. You can always delete it, but you will have done your first live. And once you move past that initial resistance, you'll find it gets quite addictive. I agree, man. It's like, all right, great. I can write a blog post for an hour or I can go live for five minutes. What am I going to choose? Thank you. Exactly. I want to make my time. Yeah. Biggest bang for buck is live video. And what do you think though, for those that are listening, they're like, oh yeah, Ange and Lise, thanks so much. You guys have done this shit a hundred times, you know, blah, blah, blah. Again, we didn't start by doing it a hundred times. What do you think you've seen over the years as holding business owner owners back from creating the video? Is it fear? Is it mindset? Is it a combination? Like, what is it? I think it's, it's two things. I think that fear is paralyzing here Mm -hmm. and it's our deepest fears of being judged Mm -hmm. and um, our deep, like there's so many perfectionists in the world. Oh my God. Especially entrepreneurs. Oh my gosh. What? Stop. Let it go. This is not something you're going to be perfect at straight up. You're going to have to practice. So just get cool with giving it a crack. So I think even like didn't uh, our friend Tyler McCall, Instagram strategist the other day, say something about when one of his posts went viral, like Beyonce's new show that's coming out or something. It's like she practiced for eight months before she actually went live on like before it was like it was her Coachella yeah it was her Coachella performance it's called Homecoming on Netflix it's amazing she's amazing um and yeah she they did eight months of rehearsals for a two-hour show and Mm. you know just think about that the next time you like eight a webinar. months, eight months. Do you know what I mean? Eight months. And we're talking like, this is Beyonce. Do you know what I mean? Like the lady, right. you would have just assume that her confidence is there and that everything is fine. Da, 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 da. But she too, eight months practice to make sure that what she executed, you know, was she got it bang on. Yeah. yeah. And like, so there's, so there's that there's, there's, you know, just, just get in the ring and your fear is always going to be there. I mean, I don't know about you. Like with big webinars, I'm like doing a nervous poo an hour beforehand. <laughs> yeah. So no, like there's thousands of people signed up for this thing. Oh my gosh, there's a million things that could go wrong. Um, but I still do it because yeah. it's important to my business. I ask what your business needs, not what feels comfortable to you. What does your business need to grow this week? Mm-hmm. And most of the time, visibility absolutely comes into that. But the, cause, and this is sort of leads on to the other point. I just know so many online business peeps and entrepreneurs who don't really, like they get stuck in content creation, like free content creation. They get stuck creating a course. They get stuck doing all sorts of things and they completely, they, it's like marketing is this other separate w- weird thing. But mm-hmm. marketing would be 70% of what I do in my business. Yes. Easy, like, easy. Because if you don't have marketing and if you're not showing up, you can have the best course ever. But if you got don't have a community right. who trusts you and knows about you to be able to buy, that's why courses fail 
all the time. People, it's not that the course is bad. It's not that you were off track. It was that you literally were selling to no one or Mm. you thought that, you know, that year you spent creating a course, you were going to be able to announce it and it was kind of build and they will come. And it's just never the case. No. You have to, like, I don't care if you think marketing is for evil people. Marketing can be a conversation. Marketing is you helping people, uh, but it's got to like. There's got to be visibility, and 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 so I think it's that. I think a lot of people just think, yeah, when I when I've got it already, then I'll start. No, I was I was showing up for almost two years before I launched anything, <laughs> before I sold a thing, um, but that gave me the grounding for a business that just exploded from the outset. I mean, my business made a quarter of a million dollars in its first 18 months. Yep. Because, Boom. Because I had built a community that trusted me because I showed up. Yep. And again, if it was easy, as they say, everyone would be doing it. A community takes time. It's not just like you go in there once and now your community is, you know, solidified. It's like weeks and months of being right. consistent, years of showing up. Yeah, like you, you can't, like, I don't think you can really fast track it. No, I don't think you can either. Like, and again, and it shows you, those people who are trying to do it, then are closing their Facebook groups left, right and center, even if they've got 30, 40, 50,000 people, but they never nurtured the community. So now no one shows up at all. You know, right. so numbers don't mean anything. So listen, for those that are out there, what are the five ways business owners can get started with video today? Well, like I said before, I reckon Instagram stories offers you the most perfect, simple, easy little platform, little way in, right? Mm -hmm. So I think um, that is a really great way to get started. Little 15 second video. We can all do that. Just say, hey, hey, this is me. Have a good day. Uh, Start experimenting there. If you don't have a video that introduces you on your Facebook page, then you need to go and create one of those. Hey, I'm Lisa and I love helping people feed their families more whole foods. I have got so many recipes here. Um, Come and join the party and hey, let me know. um, What's the thing that you're struggling with most when it comes to feeding your family? Something like that. Like just do something really quick and easy. Make sure you use your mobile phone. I don't get any fancy, crazy equipment. You don't need anything more than your phone. And I'll give three really quick tips to make your that video look better than someone else's or better than it would have if <laughs> yep. you didn't get these tips. Make sure that your face is facing light. So we don't want the light coming from behind you. We want it coming in front of you. Lighting matters and lighting can make a huge difference. Don't be doing down lights. Don't have, you know, the sun beaming down from the top. Make sure the light is coming from your face. Just go stand at a freaking window. It'll look great. Yep. Um, hold your phone landscape when you're creating videos that you want to repurpose for your website or that you want to look kind of pro. Instagram will always want you to use um, portrait. But for anything else, go landscape. It just looks pro. That's what TV looks like. People respond to it really, really well. Yep. And then the last, <laughs> the last thing that you can do when you're doing that little intro video is smile. Smile, people. Smile. Just crack a smile. You will be so surprised how far a smile can go when it comes to just naturally being engaging. So don't take this too seriously. Have fun with it and be yourself. 
that might take practice and that's totally cool. But if you can just smile while you're talking to people and introducing yourself, um, people will smile back at you. So yeah, yeah. so yeah, but what you're saying is screw the rich uh, resting bitch face. We, we're going to need to see yeah. some smiles here. And and also, if you're slightly academic or you know like a really smart person, and you're used to talking to big audiences about very serious things, it can be hard to step out of presentation mode. But go for conversational. Sink into how you'd be talking to your best friend. That that works so much better on these social platforms. Because remember, we're creating social content here they can get all of the heavy serious stuff inside programs and all that kind of thing but when we're when we're on social people want to know who you are they want to know what you stand for they want to be able to interact with you and feel like they're your you're their friend yep and when they do that that's again where the connection and the community will come 360 so now I know the power of video. You know the power of video. So for those listeners out there who also might want to embrace the power of video marketing for small business owners, where can they find you if they want help doing this? How can they connect with you? Where can they go to get some goodness of Lisa? Well, you can head to lisacordoff.com and I have a pretty amazing opt-in waiting for you right there. um, And my Keeping Business Real podcast brings the goods week in, week out. You can go there right now and start, you know, having a listen to all the back episodes. Uh, I, it's called keeping business real and keeping video real because for a few different reasons, I don't think anything has to be polished to be effective. I think that, um, taking imperfect action is the best way to create momentum in your business. And I also am not just like you, Ange, I'm just not interested in all the smoke and mirrors in this online business industry. And we'll always talk straight up about my experiences, what's really going on. Um, because I don't think anyone is served by bullshit. So. <laughs> that's a whole that's a whole other podcast i would say do you know what i mean because we could you and i we have great conversations we could go on for hours on that but yes now show up be real connect with your community create conversation and your business will do really really well but again as lisa you're gonna have to be consistent no matter what you do so what a fun and awesome episode it's always fun hanging out with you lisa i know you've got school pickup run in a few minutes i'm gonna have to start cooking very shortly so between us we're gonna throw our mom hats on um i can't wait to hang out with you again at the retreat in October. It'll be awesome spending some time with you at the pool, drinking Mojito O2, talking about business. So that will be fun. And for the rest of you, please remember that my team and I will be putting together the whole transcription at AngelaHenderson.com.au. And of course, I cover all sorts of related business and life conversations inside my Facebook community, the Australian Business Collaborative. So head on over and join. For the rest of you, have an awesome day. And I look forward to connecting with you on next week's episode of the Business and Life Conversations podcast. Have a good one, everyone. Thanks for listening to the Business and Life Conversations podcast with Angela Henderson. www.angelahenderson.com.au